Hey there, I want to invite you to join me for the Strategic Summer Workshop, which is taking place on Thursday, May 30th at 1130 Eastern. You can go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer to sign up. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to identify simple solutions and systems that will make a massive difference and ripple effect inside of your center. I'm going to help you create efficiency where you need it most and understand what is causing your school to feel so hectic and where those big pain points are. We're going to clarify your center's priority system to improve this summer. I'm going to show you how to audit those systems. We're going to define your desired outcomes, and you're going to leave the workshop with a simple plan that will make huge impact. And by simple, I mean very simple. No complex, no multi-step processes. Super, super simple. No one has time for long things. No one has brain capacity for extra stuff. We need simple things that have massive impact. Go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer, and I'll see you there. Welcome to the Schools of Excellence podcast, where we have conversations about education, leadership, and building a school of excellence. The goal on this show is to bring you clarity, up-level your mindset, and give you practical strategies and inspiration so you can show up with confidence and trust your decision-making. I'm Khani Wolshansky. I'm a mom of four under 10, a former New Yorker, and been in the early childhood field my entire life. And I'm so grateful that you've joined me for this conversation. Hey there, and welcome back to the Schools of Excellence podcast. Today, we're kicking off another special series, and this is a series about building legacy through values-based leadership. So the reason that this is a three-part series is because over the next three episodes, I'm going to be sharing with you a very different perspective of how to lead your center through values-based leadership. We often hear the concept of we need to have company values, there needs to be a specific culture, and we we choose our values, and then we don't really understand how these values come into fruition, how we make decisions based on these values. Because it's, it's very ambiguous. It's not as cut and dry as like, this is the standard, this is the policy, this is the procedure, this is the spreadsheet. Values take on a very, very different dimension. So this first episode, I'm going to be talking about, I'm going to be introducing you to the four very specific ways that values are taught both in homes and in schools. And I came up with these four very specific ways because after, well, one, raising my own family of four kids and then also building schools, leading schools, and then training and coaching hundreds of leaders around the world there's a pattern, right? Success leave clues. There's a pattern. And I took a lot of time to decode what this pattern was. And we formed it into these four core areas. So the way that values are really taught are through storytelling, role modeling, experiences, and routines and rituals. So if you think back to growing up or, you know, now you're raising your own family, The way that we teach values is really through these four core ways. So today's episode is going to be all about storytelling. Part two will be about role modeling. And part three will be about experiences and routines and rituals. 
So I want to get started when we understand just with high level about why values play a key role in building a school of excellence and long-term stability in your center. So the first thing I want you to think about is why must your school exist? Not why do you want your school to exist, but why does your school have to exist? Why is it that if your school didn't exist, what would happen? What would happen to the community, to the children? Why does your school have to exist? What is the legacy of your school? What will people say about your school decades from now? When you're no longer physically in this world, what will people say about you? You see, the true test of parenting is parenting is all about values. If you think about like, what is the successful parent, if there even is a definition for one? When a parent is no longer physically in this world and the child continues to live and breathe the values that they grew up with, to me, that's success. Right, A child who honors values while they're living in the home with their parents is one thing. The child who honors values after they move out of the home, they go to college is another thing. The child who continues to honor values after they create their own family is a whole nother thing. And the child who keeps those values when the parent is physically no longer here. Wow. So a legacy is intentionally handcrafted through storytelling role modeling, experiences, and routines and rituals. And this craftsmanship is not something that you put off for a quote-unquote better time. The time is now. Your legacy is being created now. Right now. Every decision is part of your legacy. So when we look at this from this level, right, I have another question for you. What are the anchors for a school during tumultuous times? What are anchors for a family during tumultuous times? It's mission, vision, values. It's values. That, those are anchors during tumultuous and crisis moments. Right? Right? <laughs> It's great if you can keep your values when things are easy. That doesn't tell me anything about your character. I want to know when you are put to the wall, do you still honor your values? Because that tells me about your character. That tells me that those values are super, super important to you. When we try to start making this transition, we're like, okay, I am no longer going to operate in my business from a place of fear or scarcity or lack or whatever, right? I want to live and create legacy and make decisions from a place of values. Here's what you need to be ready for. The transition is messy. It's messy. And so many people stop during the transition. I had a conversation with an owner a couple of months back when I was talking to her about implementing gratitude and a culture of gratitude. And she's like, well, I started it, but it backfired, right? Everyone stopped doing this and this one stopped doing that. And she's like, so now I don't thank anyone anymore. <laughs> I always laugh when I hear these comments because you're in the middle, you're in the transition and you gave up during the transition. 
There's always a messy transition when you're trying to shift culture or shift a narrative. It's very similar to construction, right? Whenever you walk into a building, what's one of the that's under construction? What's one of the first thing you see? see? There's a sign. It says, excuse our appearance. We're under construction. Excuse our appearance. We're under construction, but we're under construction because we're about to make this place really, really more beautiful. So when you're in a period of transition, you can't walk around with a sign on your forehead that says, excuse my attitude. Um, I'm under construction. I'm soon going to be a beautiful person. <laughs> or do that in your center. It doesn't work like that. Right. Because it's 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 not as tangible as the construction and the drilling and all of those things. But you're in a transition. It's messy. There's sawdust everywhere. There's drilling in your brain that's hurting your brain and saying, you stop. Don't do that. Do the other thing. Do the easier thing. Don't go there. And here's what I've learned after living in New York for almost two decades. When there's construction and there's drilling. You take a deep breath. You take a deep breath. The drilling stops. The drilling stops eventually. They don't drill all day. The construction will end. And there's beauty on the other side. But you got to be ready to stay in the mess. <sighs> then we have other leaders that are like, eh, things are amazing. These are the leaders that fall into success patterns. And if we don't disrupt them and you continue, you continue it until it doesn't work anymore. And then all of a sudden it stops working. And then you're like, ah, we're in survival. Yeah, I saw that coming, right? So you need to decide that you're going to live and operate from a place of your values. That values become this decision-making tool. You and your team are able to use values to make wise decisions, to make discerning choices, how to invest within the company, how to make sound financial choices, how to hire, who to fire, who to promote, who to give a second chance to, who not to give a second chance to. There's a lot of food for thought here, right? And and then I could like end the episode right here and kind of send you all to, to noodle on your own about everything that I just shared here with you. The reason I share this high level view is because you didn't come to this podcast to just get tips and tricks. Those are available for free on Google. Go Google all that. You came here because you want to think deeply. You came here because you want to look at your school and your leadership and your life from a different perspective. That's why you're here. So I'm going to give you why you're here. I'm going to give you what you're looking for. And sometimes we think we're looking for deeper thinking. And then when I ask these hard questions, and like, yeah, I'm out of here. Because it's uncomfortable. Because it's hard. Right now, it seems that wherever you turn, people are looking to join community. People are trying to create and cultivate friendships, relationships. Why is this? Well, during a season that we're in right now, in the current state of the world, 
We want to be connected with other humans. This is what helps create anchors and grounding as the ground keeps shifting, right? As things feel so ambiguous and so uncertain, and we're like, really? When is all this chaos gonna end? We wanna go back into this time capsule, but we can only go forward into the future. We're leading out of crisis. We're leading into a whole new level and a whole new era that is happening in the world right now. And when we embrace it, we can actually learn to enjoy this process. However, leaders who are leading schools right now are dealing with a whole new heap of challenges different from other business owners and other people that are navigating these hardships right now. And that is we're trying to build legacy in our centers. We're trying to create impact with the parents, with the children. And we're also trying to run all these operations down to licensing and cleaning and payroll and parent communication and teacher communication and staffing and culture and promotions and relationships. And ooh, one second, you also have a family who you want to come home to and not bring the leftovers to them, right? You want to bring the best of yourself home. And so you're trying to navigate all these things, all these different worlds, all the boundaries have collapsed, all the roles fit into one and it's like, whoa, am I ever going to get out of this? Here's the thing. In order to really understand the type of legacy that you want to create and what it is that you're doing, all of it is anchored in who you are, which are your values. Values-based leadership is what is going to help you ride this season all the way through and continue to ride the seasons for decades to come. Remember, if you're listening to this podcast, it's because you want to play the decades game. You're not here for quick transactions. You're not here for quick wins. You're here to play the long game, which is the decades game. When you're playing the decades game, you're building legacy. In order to build legacy, you need to understand values-based leadership. What is values-based leadership? It's designing and building a center where you and your team can make decisions, can retrain your instincts to choose and practice company values on a consistent basis. Make choices through it, make hiring decisions, make um, financial decisions, make uh, any kind of decision through the values-based leadership and also the reaction and response and proactive measures that you take all are through values-based leadership. So if you want to find out more about this, I am teaching this at the Summit of Excellence, February 28th, March 1st and 2nd, 2023 in sunny Miami, Florida. However, this event is invite only. It is for members and their teams. Why is it invite only? Because building legacy and building impact is not for everyone. Not everyone is interested in building this. Not everyone wants to play the decades game. Some people are playing the transactional game. That's fine. There's no right or wrong. There's right for you. So if you're building legacy, if you're playing the decades game, if you want to build impact, you want to be at this event. If you want to be at this event, I encourage you to apply to our Directors Inner Circle, our Owners HQ program. The link is in the show notes. See if you're a good fit to join us. We'd love to see you and meet you in person in Florida at the Summit of Excellence. I think the value of being surrounded by other high-performing leaders is a sense of community, not feeling alone, feeling united in um, a bigger purpose, and also really being able to sit back and get validation for the things that you've done well and receive um, great insight and ideas for things that maybe you're currently struggling with. You know, Connie says on stage, you know, she was like, okay, I'm gonna take that one layer deeper. And, uh, and immediately I'm like, ooh, that's different. 
you know, usually you kind of stay on that surface level because you're just trying to communicate to a much broader audience. And so I really appreciated that. And when she says that, she backs it up with some really insightful questions that really do make you think back and go, hmm, I haven't really thought about it that way of why we do that or why I think that way or, or things like it's, that. It's definitely something that will, and I just texted one of my staff members, this is life-changing. I mean, it's not... It's not just like going to NACI or learning a new trick. You know, it's it's more than that. It's bigger than that. Yeah, you can really see what she's working on in building the community that that we really want and need, I think, as child care owners and directors. And also um, bringing a lot of levity and fun alongside a lot of reflective, challenging work, which I think when coupled together allows us to really learn and grow in a in a flexible and adaptive way that I don't know if you would get anywhere else. Um, the reflection is so powerful and allows us to grow so much and take so much back with us. Felt a little bit lonely and I wanted to kind of be accountable or be held accountable and I and Hani has a great content and um, I know she always you know goes above and beyond for me so I wanted to come back and um, just be present and learn more. Each one of her events that Hani has had, each one tops the next. She brings each one to a new level and it's not, Hani is not one that just does the same thing every year. And that's what I love about it and one reason I do come back each year. So the first puzzle piece in building a value-based school, right? Leading through value-based leadership is storytelling. Storytelling is one of the most powerful ways to influence, teach, and inspire. Storytelling is one of the most powerful ways to influence, teach, and inspire. So I want to share with you a story that I often think about of, because I was told this story I don't know, probably 15 or 20 times as a kid, maybe even more than that. And only as a grown-up did I realize the message and the value that was taught within that story. So my grandfather, may live and be well, lives in Farallon, New Jersey, but my grandfather was born in Russia during the communist regime. And in 1979, my grandfather and my grandmother and their family, they escaped from Russia and they fled to Israel. And during the first couple months that they lived in Israel, my grandfather worked three jobs and he saved enough money so he can go take a trip to New York to visit the Lubavitcher Rebbe in person. And he came to New York for the high holidays. He was there for about two weeks during the high holiday season. And before he went back home, he went to say goodbye to the Rebbe. He went to go have a private audience and say goodbye to the Rebbe. So the Rebbe wished him a safe trip back to Israel. And then he turns to my grandfather and he asks, did you buy your wife a present? My grandfather looked at the Rebbe. He was very confused. He barely had enough money to make a trip to New York from Israel. A gift for his wife was prohibited. That was, that was beyond anything that he can afford. And the Rebbe spoke to his secretary and he gave my grandfather the name of a jeweler where he can go and buy a gift for his wife. And my grandfather bought these beautiful pearls that my grandmother wore every single day. 
until she passed away. And then my mother actually inherited those pearls and she wears them as well on special holidays. And some of my fondest memories with my grandmother and the pictures that we have are with her wearing these pearls. We were told this story a lot as kids. And, you know, whenever my father or my grandfather would start telling the story, it was, ah, the pearl story, right? Or, you know, the, the New York story. And we kind of had a, this nickname for what the story was. But for me, later on, the story really demonstrates this value of relationships that the Rebbe really wanted my grandfather to understand that while he didn't have any money at the time, he wanted him to take a deep look and say, one second, your wife is home taking care of all the kids. How special would she feel when you come home with these pearls for her? Right? And she did. She loved it, right? How much did he care about that relationship and how important a marriage and the relationship is? in the continuity of the family, in the stability of the home, and showing gratitude and showing appreciation. There's so many other components of the story, and there's so much other pieces of emotional connection. We all have stories to tell. We have dozens of little anecdotes that really paint an entire picture of who we are, where we come from, and where we're going. For me, this is a story that's part of my history, which is, means that it's part of my legacy. It's, for me, an inspiring story of how important and high in the priority list I make our, my relationship with May or our marriage. This is a big, this story is a big catalyst for that because it really teaches that value for me. I know that whether you're driving now or doing the laundry, walking around the house or in the car, you're starting to think about stories that you heard growing up. Stories that your mom told you or your grandmother told you or you heard from your aunt or whatever. And even though the story is 20 years old, 30 years old, 60, 70 years old, it doesn't matter. The story teaches you something about your history, about what was valued and important, right? When we choose to speak and tell a story, we're not just telling a story for the sake of telling a story. Sometimes we are, but a lot of the time we're telling a story because there's meaning. There's something we want to teach our children. There's something that we want this story to inspire the other person. When we can understand how to tell stories in our schools, in our cultures, within our centers, and we use the stories that happen within our schools as anchors to teach what we value in this school. If you value integrity, tell stories of integrity. If you value trust, tell stories of trust. You value family, tell stories of family. Fam stories have the way to teach, inspire, and create forward motion and action very different from any PowerPoint or slide deck. Very different from any professional development training you will do. 
A story, a five-minute story can have an impact on a teacher to show up differently and choose integrity more so than a five-hour training because stories hit an emotional cord and hardwired inside of our brains and they live inside of our souls and our hearts. We don't remember always the data and the tactics. We remember the story. We remember the story. So what do I want to leave you with here today? I want to leave you with a couple of things. Number one, I want you to think about your company values. And I want you to ask yourself, what are a couple of stories that if I started telling them, I can start showing and inspiring my people how to live their values in action. So that's my first thing. The second thing is, I want you to go back to the first part of this episode and re-listen to my introduction where I just ask some high-level questions. Take the time to write them down and journal on them. Think about it. Next episode is all about role modeling and how we have to role model and then be role models for our leadership team who could be role models for the teachers and the families and how role modeling plays a key role in values. If you are listening to this and you're like, gosh, I really would love some more help with this. I want to dig deeper into this. I want to understand how to really bring values into action. My company and our schools of excellence is hosting our annual summit of excellence in Miami, Florida, February 28th, March 1st and 2nd. And our theme of the event this year is building legacy through values-based leadership. We're going to be coming together for three days to work on our values and understand how to bring it into fruition. And one of the parts of our three days together is going to be about storytelling and how to use this as a powerful anchor to teach values. Our event this year is very, very different, very different than any other event. It is for 45 people only uh, because this is going to be a unique experience not a conference. This is going to be an experience. This is going to be an event that is going to transform the way that you look at leadership and building legacy inside of your centers. And this is for our members and their teams only. So if you want to be part of this event and you are not yet a member of our Directors Inner Circle or Owners HQ program, I encourage you to fill out an application. Check it out. The link is inside the show notes. Message our team if you want more information. This is a unique event, February 28th, March 1st and 2nd. And we have already sold 15 tickets at the time of this recording. Tickets are selling fast. There's 45 spots. And I am truly excited and honored to be shifting the way that we do events here in the childcare space. This is going to be something like has never been done before in the childcare space. Uh, Schools of Excellence consistently sits at the head of trailblazing what happens inside of this industry. And so I'm excited to bring this very, very new and unique approach to bringing community and people together and creating transformation and quantum leaps inside of their center. So thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Again, this is part one of our three-part series. Next week, we're going to be talking about role models values through role modeling, and I hope you join us. Thanks so much for joining me today, and we'll see you next time. If you are loving the Schools of Excellence podcast and have gotten any value out of it for your school, I would love if you can do two things for me. 
one, subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And two, can you please leave us a review? Reviews help other school leaders know that this is the place to learn how to build a school of excellence. And I would be so grateful if you can do that for us. Your help and support makes this show to be able to be listened by the thousands of other school leaders all around the world. Thanks so much for listening, for giving us your time and attention each and every week. And I appreciate that you have joined us. Hey there, I want to invite you to join me for the Strategic Summer Workshop on Thursday, May 30th at 1130 Eastern. You can click the link in the show notes or go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to optimize your already efficient systems or help you tweak some ones that need a little bit more tweaking to help you enter the 2024-2025 school year with ease, with success, and with calmness. Increase your profitability, reduce your expenses, and more than anything, just help you buy back some of your time. I look forward to seeing you there.